John 17, Context, Last Supper. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, so that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him power over all flesh, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. He's going to say this over and over again in this reading, that the Father has given us to Jesus for him to redeem us. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Eternal life is to know God. You've got to know God. How do we know God? Well, it starts with prayer and sacraments. Vocal prayer. Mental prayer, frequent confession, sitting in front of the tabernacle, consuming sacred scripture, sacred tradition, your Bible, your catechism. You have to know God. That's how we get to know him. Remember what the catechism asks? Why did God make you? To know him, to love him, to serve him. Got to know God. Got to roll up your sleeves and get to know him. Okay, he continues. He says, I glorified you on earth, Father, having accomplished the work which you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory which I had with you before the world was made. So Jesus' physical body has been on earth for 33 years. And this body is going to be crucified, buried, and risen from the dead, it's going to ascend to the Father. This will be the first time his body was ever in heaven. As God, he never left heaven. But his body is going to be glorified in heaven. He says, with the glory which I had with you before the world was made. It's deep stuff. I've manifested your name to the men whom you gave me out of the world. Here he goes again with those with that gave these people that you gave me. They were yours and you gave them to me. And they have kept your word. See, we don't See, we don't choose to be saved. God predestines us to be saved. He gave us to Jesus that he may save us as long as we keep our part. It's not welfare. We have to participate in this redemption. And you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. That's how you do your part in the, in the salvation part. You have to keep his word to obey. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you. For I have given them the words which you gave me. And they have received them, and know in truth that I came from you. And they have believed that you sent me. I am praying for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me. For they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. 
This is a deep, deep reading to take to prayer today. Okay, today's Baltimore Catechism is three questions and answers on the Tenth Commandment. What is the Tenth Commandment? Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. Remember the last two commandments, nine and ten, are the covet commandments. What are we commanded by the Tenth Commandment? Do not covet thy neighbor's goods. We are commanded to be content with what we have and to rejoice in our neighbor's welfare. Finally, what is forbidden by the Tenth Commandment? Do not covet your neighbor's goods. It forbids all desires to take or keep wrongfully what belongs to another. Latin for the day. Adveniat regnum tuum. Come, kingdom yours. Thy kingdom come. Asking for three things in this petition. We're asking to live in the state of sanctifying grace. We're praying for the propagation of the Catholic faith throughout the whole world. And we're asking for the beatific vision at our particular judgment. Adveniat regnum tuum. Thy kingdom come. It's Tuesday, Adoration Day. The church is open from 9 o'clock to 4 o'clock. Now you can sit in the chapel where the monstrous is, or you can go in the church where the tabernacle is. Either is fine. Whatever you prefer.